Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth Podcast, hosted by the rock star of consulting, Alan Weiss. Be prepared to have your beliefs challenged and your behaviors questioned. Welcome back to the Uncomfortable Truth. This episode is about overdone. Have you ever had dinner with someone from outside the U.S., a friend or a client, particularly from Europe, for the first time? And they will sit in the restaurant and they will remark on the size of the servings and the multitude of servings, if there's a buffet, the size of the buffet, and so on and so forth. You know, $125, uh, 24-ounce 24, 24 T-bones, whatever they are. <clears throat> but they are right in this. I mean, they're upset about how much hot water we use and, and the size of our cars. We'll just have to get over that. But in terms of meals, I've told any number of restaurant managers, whom I happen to know well, that they could take a third off their servings and charge the same prices. And unfortunately, of course, in this country, food that's not eaten just goes to waste. It's not recycled. They don't do anything constructive with it. And this is part of what I call the overdone culture in which we live. The other night, I went to see Andrea Bocelli at Madison Square Garden. I've seen him before. He's absolutely magnificent, one of the great voices of our age or maybe any other. And <clears throat> Bocelli did a two-hour uh, performance including three encores, which I've never seen him do. And uh, there was one 20-minute interval there. He performed with the New York Philharmonic, which was an exquisite, is an exquisite orchestra. But he also had uh, three or four dancers who had come on occasionally and danced during the program. He had uh, at least four or five other soloists who he would also then do duets with. And um, one of whom was a woman who just screeched. That's was not holding a note when you screech. He didn't need all this. Uh, if he needed a rest, which no doubt he did, he's 65 years old, uh, and uh, because of his sight impairment, he has to memorize everything, not just the music and the lyrics, but uh, what happens on stage, his reactions to the orchestra and so forth. But if he needs a rest, the Philharmonic can play. I, I, at one time, the, the, the duet made sense when they sang his, you know, his famous uh, Pot Tiro, the, this, this great, great song. But other than that, it wasn't needed. It was overdone. You don't, Bocelli doesn't need that. Really, nobody needs that. TD Bank uh, offered, uh, when they opened uh, new offices in New York, offered a, a coffee bar. Now, my jeweler, a very high-end jeweler, has a coffee bar. That's because they want you to sit around and have a cappuccino or a mocha or something uh, while either you're considering jewelry or your spouse is looking at jewelry and they don't want you to run away and get in your car and drive off. And so that makes sense. Hell, <clears throat> an alcoholic bar makes sense on a jeweler like that. However, TD Bank? I'm not going into TD Bank to sit around and have coffee and watch depositors or withdrawals. Doesn't make sense to me. We seem to think that quality is equated with quantity. And the more we provide, the higher quality it is. But of course, it's often just the exact converse. It's the exact opposite. A lot of the air clubs you go to to get yourself some private time, though it's highly private because anybody can join them, uh, have a multiplicity of food. Yet a lot of the food is just awful. I don't know what the chef is thinking. You know, it's important to have sandwiches. You want to get a sandwich, have something to eat if you're hungry quickly. Instead, they have these elaborate hot dishes, uh, and um, the, the fact is they're too hard to eat, especially with pl plastic utensils or what passes for them. On airplanes these days, this captive audience in an airplane, especially the poor people in coach, have to sit and listen to sales announcements. They have to listen to pitches. Every damn airline is pitching a credit card, an amenity card, and you get 100,000 points 
and, and a date with the, the flight attendants if you sign up while you're on the plane and before you get off. It's disgraceful. I've already paid to have a seat. I didn't pay to get advertisements thrust at me, which I can't turn off, at least on the sound system, on the TV set or whatever it is, I can turn it off. Not when it's being sold by the flight attendant. You know, there's a paralyzation of choices that set in, and psychologists have studied this. For example, when you offer people too many investment options, index funds and stocks and bonds and municipals and overseas and small caps and large caps and yada, 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 people tend to freeze and make no decision at all, and they leave their money in a bank that's offering them 0.3% interest. If you're fortunate enough to live in Germany, where they have smaller portions, the bank charges you to hold your money. Can you imagine this? But that's what happens when people have too many choices. When you order an Apple computer or any kind of gadget online, which I often do every couple of years, the choices they give you are appalling. They come in from the periphery, they come in from the margins, they suggest other things from carrying cases to bandanas to I don't know what, different terabytes and gigabytes and, and bitey bytes, and on and on it goes. I think one time I built the equivalent to the original Watson from IBM. You just don't know what you're doing anymore. If you go to Dunkin' Donuts, you find a multiplicity of offers as you drive up to the tinny microphone, and you have about 12 seconds to make a decision before the person in back of you starts honking like a crazy person not having had their coffee that morning. Uh, and that's how Dunkin' gives you choices out there, with all these damn signs that are poorly lit. Of course, uh, Starbucks is worse, because I believe their coffee is far worse. It's bitter as hell. But they have these stupid vente, a la vente, got the vente. And they call their people baristas. Isn't that cute? Yeah, but the service is lousy. And again, you have stupid choices, which are in some foreign language. Barista. Award shows always run over time because there's too much. They want to show you every Broadway play or every movie or every television show or listen to every uh, song, whatever it is they're hawking for the awards. That's what they do. And while they technically put limits on people, people don't move. And they have to thank everyone since the day they were born. It's too much. When you thank everyone, you dilute any particular thank you to anyone in particular. It's false humility. It doesn't make any sense. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. These are people they treat like crap on the set, and now they're thanking them when they've been able to get this award. Sorry, I'm a little bit skeptical about the whole thing. Have you ever looked at a new car owner's manual? My cars have owner's manuals that I need help to lift. That's right. <coughs> Excuse me, I need help to lift. And they're not in any sensible order. I had a look to open what I call the hood. Now. This is a, a car owned by a German company that's purportedly British. I looked under bonnet. I tried to look under German for hood. I couldn't find it anywhere. They're not helpful, and they're thick, and they're heavy. And when they say they have an online version, you can punch up on your dashboard, forget about that, you better be parked for the long haul. Too many football players are in the players' manuals or in the game books. Too many to remember. That's why you see people running the wrong routes. When I was asked to try out for the football team in high school because I was a track star, I was a sprinter, and it seemed like a very bad idea to me. I went to exactly one practice day. They got beat the hell out of me, and I went home, and that was that for football. But they gave me the, the plans, you know, the, 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 the plays. 
And there must have been 40 plays. This is for a mediocre inner city high school football team. 40 plays. And then I learned you had to flip the papers over and outline them on the back so the first play went right and the second play went left. That's ridiculous. Have a dozen plays that the team could get really good at. These kids didn't have much of a memory. Uh, if you look at um, voters uh, and you look at uh, people uh, voting at bond issues, the descriptions are opaque and they're lengthy and they're triple negatives. And by the, by the time you finish reading this thing and now you're, you're sweating because even though you read it in advance, you didn't get it. Now you're in the voting booth. There are people behind you. And you don't know with all the triple negatives whether you're voting for it or against it. They ought to just say, do you want a bond to float for $100 million to improve school property and refurbish schools, which will raise your taxes by 2%? They never say that last part, do they? Uh, teaching anything in sports is overly complicated. It's overdone. I went for tennis lessons once. Once. And the pro says to me, the club pro, all right, he says, we'll start with the serve. There are 12 things to remember. I said, what? You mean for the game? He said, no, for the serve, 12 things. We'll start with the bounce. That was that. Why do we do this? Why do we create such complication? Such a surfeit of choices. So many things. Well, I think for one thing, we feel it's pseudo quality. And the more things we offer, the more we appear to have quality offerings, which of course isn't true. I think we just love large amounts. We like to feel that we're blessed. We like to feel the largesse of having large amounts of things so we can give some of it away. I actually go out to dinner with people who make it a point to take food home. They don't make it a point to finish their meals. They make it a point to take food home. I don't want to eat leftovers for two or three days. I think it's because of the lawyers. They want you to cover your ass. And so the lawyers are very careful that they want to make sure you provide everything possible, leave nothing out so that nobody compl can complain. They weren't told, they didn't understand, they didn't have enough. I think too that um, uh, customers are somewhat idiotic. I actually saw a bike instruction once, this was a, a two-wheeler bike, that said, turn the light on at night. Really? You need to be told that? Well, maybe those are the lawyers again. I think that um, you also have to say it's part of an affectation. You know, the Starbucks thing, for example, it's an affectation. The coffee's bitter and it's not very good, but it's an affectation. So let's have all these strange names and large amounts and everything else. Uh, I think that this is why plugging something in and then unplugging it and plugging it in again is so wonderful for people because it's simple. You don't have to get involved in things. There's not a plentitude of choices. And the choices, you know, can get ugly. I remember once we had the owner's suite on the liner called the Norway, and there were two owner's suites opposite each other, and they met on a huge curve balcony on about the seventh deck in the aft of the ship. And one day I was out there to mid-ship, mid sort of, the, I guess you call it the beam or something. I don't know. Anyway, I was halfway across. And the guy who was in the other owner's suite came out. We started chatting where our balconies met. And he said, what do you think? I said, well, you know, it's a pretty good room. He said, yeah, I guess so for 24000 And I said, well, you mean 20000 He said, no, these, these rooms go for 24000 It's in their brochure. I said, yes, but if you join their club, didn't you read the small print? If you join their club for 150 bucks, you get 4000 off the suite. 
Well, I thought he was going to launch himself off the balcony. I said, where are you going? He said, to call my travel agent. I said, you're in the middle of the Atlantic. He said, I'll manage. And off he went. So if you take a look at McKinsey, folks, McKinsey and Company, that's a complicated place, complicated as hell to deal with. Legions and legions of consultants, quote unquote consultants, who are actually implementers, you know, who McKinsey pays 400 bucks an hour and wants to bill them out at 800 bucks an hour. Me, I'm uncomplicated. I'm not overdone. I'm simple. All you have to do is give me a credit card. If you feel like it, you could do it now. You've been listening to The Uncomfortable Truth with Alan Weiss. For free access to Alan's newsletters, audio and video resources, and for information about his global events and coaching communities, please visit alanweiss.com. Thanks for listening. Keep the faith.